More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. All right, Minnesota Tim, it finally happened. The USGA has a new, uh, what do they call this guy? Executive director? Oh, sorry, Hank. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, by the way, right away on FaceTime? Immediately when I ask you a question, what is that? Looks like a wine bottle. Yeah, we're toasting. We're toasting to the new CEO at the USGA. What is that? It's wine. It's wine. It's called Happy Camper Wine. I don't know. It was just in a cupboard somewhere. I thought you didn't drink. I don't really drink. But we're toasting. We're toasting to Mike Wan replacing the CEO Mike Davis at the USGA. Oh my gosh! Oh, have you seen the articles? I mean, did you see the press conference thing? I didn't see the press conference. I've been reading all the articles though. So. Yeah, I watched the Mike Wan uh, interview on Golf Channel with uh, Shane Bacon and Damon Hack. Okay, how was it? Give me, give me a, uh, give me a synopsis of that. I liked it a lot, actually. So I, I'm not too familiar with Mike Wan. Obviously, I know he was the LPGA commissioner for several, several years. And, you know, they talk about the credentials that he did with the LPGA and the differences that he made on that tour. He talked about increased purses, increased TV time, more tournaments. It seems like he did a great job on the LPGA tour based off of what I've read. And when I watched the interview, I really enjoyed and was impressed, rather, 
by Mike Wan's delivery. Like he admitted that he's going to make mistakes. It didn't seem like Mike Wan was speaking at me. It seemed like he was speaking with me. It seemed like he understands the role that it will, the role that he needs to fill as CEO. Okay. I like it. Well, I mean, he did a great job at the uh, LPGA, uh, without a doubt. Longest tenure of any commissioner uh, for the LPGA, 11 years. Uh, here's his, his resume here. Uh, he increased tournaments from 24 to 34. Uh, and, and by the way, the LPGA was a disaster before he got there. And people can sugarcoat it all they want, and they can say, Oh, you you know you shouldn't talk like this or what, whatever they want to say. But let's just let's just tell the facts like they are. It was an absolute disaster before he got there. They had twenty four tournaments. Tim, uh, he took it to thirty four, which is a, a a good number. I mean, the tour. I don't know how many tournaments they have, but they have too many. But the thirty four tournaments is a great number. Uh, purses went from forty one and a half million to seventy six and a half million. So I mean, you. You know, average that out. I mean, what is that? Uh, three? Well, not even three. Two, two and a half million of a, a tournament. I mean, it's not, you know, great. It's nothing what the the men's tour does. But considering the fact that, uh, you know, they they don't have the the fans, they don't have the, the television money and all that. I mean, it's a it's an incredible job he did. He took the television hours from 125 a season to over 500. And then he, you know, he, he bundled the LPJ television contract and the, you know, the latest negotiations with the PJ Tour and Jay Monahan, and uh, he's got, you know, that deal going good. And then he, you know, he, he's he's just stepped aside from the LPJ. Uh, did a great job. The LPJ players loved him. He gave them a big say so and in, in things, and and supposedly he's a great leader. Uh, he's got a, a background. With golf companies, which will be interesting, uh, he, he worked with Wilson Sporting Goods and then TaylorMade. Uh, so this is going to be, you know, a, a, a well. I mean, it's going to be a big step. And it's going to be something that you know everybody's wondering what's going to happen because obviously the big issue that's on the plate is this, this whole distance thing. And that's uh, that's going to be one of the first things he's going to have to get in there and, and, and tackle, but. I'm reading all these articles, and of course, you know I've been a huge critic of the USJ. I mean, I can't, I, I can't stand that Mike Davis. I mean, he is, you know, well, okay, what well, you described the press conference from Michael Wan, and uh, his uh, is that how you say his name? Is that correct? Mike Wan, yeah. How you described the press conference and Mike Wan, how he came across to you, is just. A hundred percent opposite of Mike Davis. Yeah, he sounds very pro player. Mike Davis is the biggest jerk uh, I've ever seen, and he thinks he knows everything. And and you know he, it, it, that's why I call him a dictator because he was the dictator golf. And what you described was is you know Michael Wan is going to you know get people's opinions, and he's he said it. He's he's good at bringing people together, which is. A hundred percent opposite of what Mike Davis did. A hundred percent. Not not even he didn't even remotely bring people together. So the USJ has has like you know new new hope, new leadership. I'm going to be on board with the USJ, which is a big step for me. 
you know, I've been getting my uh, membership things in the mail <laughs> and just throwing them in the trash. Don't even open them as long as Mike Davis is in charge. But I'll send in my membership card and uh, hope to see some change there. By everything I read, we're going to see some change. Now, you, you know the things that I've been critical of. I mean, my uh, my list is long. Yeah. Uh, uh, a big one has been the uh, well, my biggest one. Go ahead. The veterans. Yeah, the veterans. The fact that the USJ, just just a simple thing, but this just shows how stupid, how backwards, how dark ages, uh, and how insensitive this USJ is and has been, is that they can't even give tickets to their events, which, by the way, uh, other than the U.S. Open, men's U.S. Open, nobody goes to any of their other events there's plenty of room. Uh, you've got a golf course that could fit an unlimited amount of people. They prove that every year at the Waste Management Phoenix Open when they have 150,000 people in one day. You're never going to have an, 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 you know, a sold-out situation where people can't have someplace to stand and how the USGA cannot give free tickets to the military is absolutely beyond me. It's been beyond me for years. I've been on this kick and this campaign for, for years, Tim, as long as you've known me. And it's it just, I hope this is one thing. This is just a simple deal. It's just boom. It's, it's done. It's not, you know, we're going to look like a couple years ago, they had this Bodenhammer. What's this guy's name? John Bodenhammer. Okay. John Bodenhammer. Okay. Now this guy's supposed to be the be all end all too. Okay. He's going to change things. He's going to get things going. And what did he say when he came in two years ago about this military situation and how they wouldn't give him tickets? They said they were working on it. What was Okay, they're working on it. How many years do you have to work on this, Tim? What do you think? It should be just the flip of a light switch. It should be the flip of a light switch. I agree. But they're working on it. We're, we're thinking about it. We're considering it. We're going to, uh, you, you know, what are you working on? Just do it. They move at a snail's pace at the USJ if they're even moving at all, and that's that's debatable. So, so I, I, any any change is is, is potentially going to be good, but everything I'm reading about this really, really sounds like it's going to be just a, a, a great deal for for the uh, well, for, I mean, for golf and, and you know the USJ tries to pretend like they're a leader in golf and they're not they're 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 in the dark ages and that's where they've been and they're they're an east coast operation blue blazer you know sport coats khaki slacks penny loafers and that's just their deal and every single person in their organization is is the same they're all just cookie cutter exactly the same and now they're they're going in a different direction. They and, and what's amazing is is that I've been saying this, and, and, and you know that I've been saying this for a long time. And and all these people that are USJ apologizers, you know who they are, and they're all you know they're all like on me, okay? Like, oh, how can you say this? Or you know, you rah rah USJ, uh, good for the game, and, and then and then what happens? They decide they're going to make a change. And and by the way, I'm sure this guy, Davis, you know, they finally showed him the door because the guy's just an absolute loser. And, and their memberships and the amount of money that they're bringing in 
has been declining and declining and declining. And when that happens, you've got a brand problem and they're going to try to change their brand. But what did Mike Davis do before uh, he left? He, he, he signed up the, the Fox you know, sports to do the U.S. Open. A total disaster. Another thing he's done that's a total disaster. But you know what that did for him? That made him a bunch of money. Because he was tied in to the television contracts. And he went to the highest bidder, you know, a television network that wasn't even doing golf. They had to put together a crew, took it away from NBC, who everybody knows is, you know, NBC and CBS. They're the best at what they do. Uh, you know, you could say this one's number one, this one's number one, whatever. But but NBC's had the U.S. Open forever. And Mike Davis went Fox, you know, sports. And it was a disaster. Okay, so now it's back to to uh, NBC. But that, that's, you know, what, what is this Mike Davis guy going to leave behind that he's known for, by the way? And, and anything? Screwing up Shinnecock Hills. Yeah, screwing up Shinnecock Hills, uh, screwing up Chambers Bay, uh, picking Aaron Hills, uh, all these things that he did that didn't work out. He had a terrible relationship with the players to add that. Horrible, to horrible, horrible. Uh, so, you know, Michael Wano will, will hopefully change that. I'm sure he will. Uh, but, uh, I, I got a, I, I got a biggest kick out of some of the comments by their, you know, they've got an executive director and then they've got a USJ president and the USJ president, uh, Stu Francis. Okay. He made. He made some incredible comments, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, get into those next uh, because the, these are just priceless. Which, by the way, they were all, every one of these comments agrees basically is is showing that they agree with my assessment of where the USJ has been, which is which is pretty amazing considering the fact that Mike Davis and the USJ. When I used to voice my opinion, and, and pretty much most of it was based on this this whole fact that they wouldn't give the military free tickets to their uh, tournaments, and which I thought is just disgraceful. I, you know, they should have tickets. They should have a corporate tent. They should have free access. They should have free food. I mean, how easy is that to get a company to sponsor that? You know, have a patriot tent. I mean, what's the big deal? And they couldn't do it because they're, they're they're just too stubborn and too stupid. But, uh, you know, now uh, they, they come out when they make the big change. Davis, uh, they send him out to pasture. And uh, and clearly that's where he went. Uh, you know, this is no, you know, I'm, I'm chasing my dream of designing a golf course. That's what Davis says, Mike Davis. Chasing a dream of designing a golf course. I mean, give me a break. I mean, they're not even building any golf courses in the United States anymore. There's there's too many of them to begin with. They're closing them down every year. 100, 150 close every year. And you're going to be in the golf course building business. Mike Davis, who's going to hire that guy? I mean, seriously. So so they sent him to pasture. And then they uh, they, they make a, all these statements when they hire Mike Wan. Uh, and there's some great ones too. So we're gonna we're gonna get into those uh, when we come back. Uh, if you want to get better at golf, which I'm sure you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, go to HaneyUniversity.com and sign up, register for my free instructional videos that come out on a daily basis, and you'll get those, and uh, you'll be on your way to playing better golf. So HaneyUniversity.com. We'll be right back. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time. 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel, And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, Tim, you know, you, you know, the USJ was always on a campaign to get me fired when I was over there at SiriusXM. You know that, don't you? Yeah, for sure. They would call on a daily basis. Well, maybe not daily, but uh, weekly, monthly basis, whatever. They would uh, send messages over every time I'd say something about them, which was I never said anything that wasn't true. Okay. And every time I'd say something about them, most of it had to do with the, the military ticket situation. But every time I'd see them, they, they would email, call, send messages over to my bosses at SiriusXM trying to get me fired. And, of course, when Monaghan, uh, you know, did it for him, when I, uh, you know, picked a, a Korean to win the uh, Women's U.S. Open, which, by the way, Koreans have won 10 out of the last 13 U.S. Women's Opens, uh, you know, only 10 out of the last 13. So I was really going on a limb when I picked a Korean, considering the fact that 14 of the top 30 players in the world are Korean. So I pick a Korean to win the Women's U.S. Open. And then because there was six uh, uh, Lee's playing in the, in the event, I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll take a Lee because my odds are best with Lee. And sure enough, Joe Jung Lee, number six, wins anyway. We all know the story. So I get fired from SiriusXM because of Monaghan. And then uh, who, does he, who do they go have a big celebration with? And I know this, by the way. I know this. It must have been the USGA. 
Yeah, you know, you know it was. Yeah, they high fived, and uh, we got rid of them. And, uh, and and you know what? I'm high fiving because the, today is a great day because Michael Wan is going to be the ex- executive director of the USJ, and that loser, loser, Mike Davis is being sent out to pasture. Finally, finally, I, I was celebrating when he got sent out when he announced he was going to pasture. But now that they actually have somebody, it's a it's an absolute great day, great day, no no doubt about it. Now, uh, the articles. Uh, here's one I want to get into. Uh, this one is on Global Golf Post, which does some good stuff. Steve Eubanks, okay, um, Juan named CEO at USGA. So, chief, what was he? Chief Executive Officer. That's his deal. All right, here we go. Uh, this is great. I mean, this is absolutely greatness right here. He, here's Michael Wan. He says, I, I know there is so much about this move that doesn't fit. And that has me more excited than the parts that do fit. And I do believe that along with the executive teams that's already there at the USJ, hopefully they get rid of half those guys, well, we're, we're going to not only preserve the game, but promote the game. Now, wouldn't that be amazing if they actually did something to promote the game? Well, I mean, seriously, what do they do to promote the game other than run commercials during their tournaments? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, they do talk about USGA memberships and having. Uh, so last year was the first year that I had a. Uh, what what do you call it? A uh, official scorecard. What do you call it? An official uh, score on the handicap. Uh, an official handicap. handicap. Yeah, I had official handicap on the yeah, golf okay. course and the USGA. You know how many? You know what percentage of you know what percentage of people have a, uh, an official handicap? I do not. Okay, this is how good they do at promoting that. It's about thirteen <laughs> percent. Okay, so this is their big thing: have a handicap. And 13% of golfers have handicaps. So I, that's not, I, I wouldn't like, you know, be too proud of that percentage, would you? I mean, if, if, that, if that's your reach? No. No. No, nobody would. Okay. Uh, so, so this is the promote the game. Here's what they do to promote the game. They raise money based on their membership drive, which has declined precipitously in the last uh, few years under the, the leadership of Mike Davis, the dictator of golf, it's it's gone down and down and down. So they've got less money, but then they also make money from their championships. And primarily, it's just the it's just the U.S. Open, Men's U.S. Open. They rope the television networks into having to cover all these these other events: U.S. Amateur, Four Ball, uh, you know, Seniors this, Seniors that, all that stuff. But it's a U.S. Open that that really drives the bus and makes the money. And then what they do is they go and they give donations or, uh, you know, they're a nonprofit organization. So they give donations or they give, uh, you know, grants to different organizations. And then they pretend like they're running them. Like that's what they did in their all their articles uh, this last, uh, you know, in their, their, their commercials, this last U.S. Open, what they did is they, they pretended like, you know, they, they ran all this stuff. Like they were, you know, like they started the first tee. Like they started the drive chip and pot, which was Augusta Nationals deal. 
And because they are like donate a little money to these things, they pretend like they're they're that's their deal. And it's not their deal. What they need to do is, yeah, continue to do that. That's fine. But how about you do something on your own? Maybe you start something on your own that that actually does promote the game. So this comment by Michael Wan is is a you know a great one. You know, they preserve the game, but promote the game. They're not doing anything to promote the game that I can see. And I would love to see them do something that would would actually uh, promote the game. Now, here's a here's a this is a good one for you right here. Now, this is from this Stu Francis, USGA president. He said there's been a healthy and aggressive discussion on whether or not we needed to get an outsider's perspective. Okay, now. Is that not exactly what I've said for how long, Tim? A long time. A long time. They, ha- they, they cannot keep hiring guys and bringing in guys that are just blue blazer guys, okay? Nothing but a blue blazer. And by the way, uh, of course, the, the picture of Michael Wan that they have on Global Golf Post, uh, I don't know if you saw it, it says uh, Michael Wan represents a new USGA now, if it was me, okay, I would have probably changed things a little bit because have you seen the picture? Yeah, I have the picture up right now. Okay, and do you see what he's wearing? Yeah, he's got an orange tie. A uh, Is that a blue blazer or is that a different looking blazer? That would be a blue blazer. And what would color would those slacks be? Those would be the khaki slacks. Those would be the khaki slacks, blue blazer, tie, Looks like, you know, every other USJ guy, except he is smiling, which, you know, most of them don't. He's preserving the history of the game. Yeah, he's preserving the history. Well, anyway, yeah, you know what? It would have been really a great day if he just showed up there with a, you know, golf shirt on or a, better yet, a T-shirt. But, uh, you know, that's not what they want to do. So uh, they're not going to step out that far, but at least they're, they're stepping out a little bit. Jeans and a T-shirt would have been awesome. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That would have been too, a little too casual. But, hey, golf attire, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's just they, they need to get out from behind those stupid blue blazers because every time I see one of those things, it's just that it just reminds me of how dark ages that organization is. But at least they're having a, a discussion, okay? Here's what Stu Francis says. We've never gotten an outsider to come in and lead the USJ in a hundred plus years. <laughs> wow. But now everybody's comfortable with that. The skill set and strategic view Mike brings to the table is hugely addictive to what we have in the senior team. Not sure what that means. Uh, whatever. But here's he goes on. He says, uh, people want change. Oh, Wow. I thought people didn't want change. I thought we wanted it to be the same. I thought Hank Haney was an idiot for uh, saying all this and let's get him fired because he's bringing up change. No, no, no. People want change. He says they're excited about it. Oh, you're kidding me. Kind of think kind of reminds me of what I was saying. Uh, But then he says we also want change that retires the core of the U that retains the core of the USJ. And I think we get that with Mike. Okay, of course, he's got to throw that in there because he's got to, you know, somewhat uh, preserve what what they've had. But they're admitting that they want change, Tim. Yeah, I love that you said about uh, preserving the history of the game. And even Mike Wan made a quote like that at the beginning of this article. He talked about 
not only do I want to promote the game, but I want to preserve the game as well. And you know, this is 100% factual. They would not have hired yeah. Mike Wan as CEO of the USGA if he had no interest in preserving anything. You know what I mean? Like their museums. <laughs> that, yeah, like the, the museums. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a great one. This is this uh, Stu Francis again, president of the the USC. Now this guy seems to get it too. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm I'm on board. I'll send in my membership thing. Uh, they're going to have a with they're going to have a huge influx of new members at the USGA because they, you know you send them twenty bucks or something and they they send you this uh, you know a, a two dollar hat. In a rule book, but you know, you, it, it builds up their membership, and they're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna grow because they, they, this is what they need. I mean, listen, when your membership just keeps going down and going down and going down, as I said years ago, it's time for a new leader. Okay, they finally got one. Now, here's what Stu Francis says uh, about what he dreamed to get done. He said, I said, this is the president, the USJ president. He said, I said to myself early on in my tenure, there are two things that I dream about getting done. Oh, man, this is great. One was returning to NBC. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. This guy, this is the president of the USJ. He dreamed about returning to the US to, to, to NBC. That's what he dreamed of. Now, what does that tell you about what he thought about the idiot dictator Mike Davis? He completely disagreed with him. Completely disagreed with him. Okay, so and then it, it's you know of course they went back to NBC when Fox bail you know bailed out uh, because they've lost so much money on the deal uh, and it was just a money grab. But Mike Davis money grab as always, and he filled his pockets from that. By the way, don't think he didn't. Uh, and the other the other dream he had was to have Mike Wan come in and be CEO of the USJ. All right. So this guy had two dreams. One was to get NBC back in. And two was to get Mike Wan in from the LPJ to be CEO of the USJ. Now, do you not think that Mike Davis got shown the pasture? <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now he says I'm going to have to have some, come up with some more dreams because they've all been fulfilled this year. Oh boy. I mean that is so good. Uh I want you to tell me what what this means right here. This is a statement from Mike Wan. I think in this job perhaps more than any other I've ever had the ball's not going to be in my hands all that often. You're not going to come to me with rulings with Thomas Pagel sitting next to me. You're not going to come to me with championship questions with John Bodenhammer sitting next to me. I not only feel comfortable with that, I have to rejoice in that. What does that mean? I think it means that with the LPGA, he felt so empowered that he had to make every single decision. Okay. And now with the USGA, I feel like there's several executives on the committee that he can feel comfortable relaying some of that pressure onto somebody else. Well, I hope Bodenhammer is all that and more like some people say he is, and that he was just handcuffed by the dictator Mike Davis, which is probably the case. And uh, one of the first things they're going to announce is that the, uh, the military is going to get free access to all their events, which is what they should do.
Uh, I just hope it's just a little thing. Like you said, flip of a switch, Tim, light switch. That's all it, uh, all it takes. It's just not uh, a, a big deal. Uh, so these guys get together and they had this meeting. It was an informal meeting. What, what, what he did was Michael Wan, I guess he had this idea to maybe that he wanted to do this. And he asked for, uh, you know, had a facilitator, Jim Nugent from Global Golf Post. He's the publisher. And he uh, facilitated a conversation with Stu Francis. And then they met at the U.S. Women's Open in December at the uh, Champions Club in Houston. And they, you know, talked for the first time. And it was a, like an informal meeting. And Michael Wan was throwing all these questions at, at them. And, and it was kind of a shock and awe deal, as he put it. And they pushed each other and each other's thoughts and, and, and ideas. And they wanted to see if, you know, hey, is there any way that this could, you know, actually uh, work out? And I guess, you know, it, it went pretty good. So, so, so at least this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a situation where he's coming in there which, which is what's always happened in the past. You know it. Everybody knows it. Is that whenever they would talk to somebody, they, they just hire the exact same person all the time. Every guy is the same guy. They all dress the same. They wear the same uh, blue blazers and khaki slacks and penny loafers. And they all act and talk and think the exact same. And now here they are. They're stepping out and they're going in a in a different direction, and it's a it's a, a you know I mean it's it's really a great sign. I mean I, I think this is going to be be great. All right, I got more on this. Uh, there's some more great uh, quotes I want to I want to get to. Uh, if you haven't uh, gone to VoodooPainRelief.com and got your free uh, two week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, you need to go do it. Uh, I got mine on right now. Uh, Tim, I, I blew out the calf. Oh, man. Calf popped last night on the pickleball court. Oh, my God. I'm feeling better today, but felt the pop. Had to withdraw from the tournament. I was looking forward to it. Oh, boy. You know, I I was thinking today, I think I'm going to start playing more golf and less pickleball because it's uh, no injury. Well, we look forward to your your run at Shadowbrook this summer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the great Shadowbrook. Is, that, is it a little cold at Shadowbrook uh, this week? A little chilly. How much snow is on the ground right now? Uh, not too much snow on the ground. We haven't had snow for a couple of weeks, but uh, it's probably okay. a couple of inches. That's all. All right. All right. Well, voodoopainrelief.com. It's working on my calf today. It'll work on your uh, muscle soreness, joints, whatever you, whatever you got bothering you. And you can get a free two-week supply. All right. We'll be right back. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's more from Stu Francis, president of the USGA. We have some great fundamentals. Okay, that's a telling statement. Once again, you got to give yourself a little backup and not criticize your whole organization too much. So he says, we have some great fundamentals. Doesn't everybody have some great fundamentals, Tim? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty nonchalant quote right there. I mean, isn't any business that's still upright, uh, you know, like in business, don't they have some great fundamentals? <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, okay, that that that's pretty good. Uh, here, now he says, but it's time to make some bold moves. Oh, oh my God. Well, oh, I've been talking about that for how long? Long time. Yeah, long time. Some bold I think moves. The USGA. He says. Yeah. I think the USGA got tired of being the last in the running. The PGA Championship, you even talked about it, Hank. You thought yeah. the PGA Championship had yeah, become yeah. a better major than the US Open. Is there a worse organization than the USGA? Tell me what it would be. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'm serious. In, in sports, know. in sports. What, what organization? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Olympic maybe committee? I don't know. I mean, they, you know, they got some issues over there. Uh, but it's, it's, it, they're, they're pathetic. So anyway, he goes, we're going to, we, we got some bold moves, some bold changes. There you go. I mean, that's what they need. And really someone leading the way who brings a fresh look, but still has a long exposure to golf. And we think both aspects are important. I mean, that this guy, Stu Francis has made some good decisions. I mean, back to NBC, you know. The light on. switch. Yeah, the light switch. Exactly. Now, let's see the, the other thing. All right, here we go. We, as an organization, have the self-confidence that says we know what Mike can do and we want to be led by him in a way that's good for golf. Boy, that's 
They, they're showing a lot of confidence in this guy. <laughs> yeah, they are. But he's got a proven track record. I mean, he really does. And then he goes, he says, it's going to be a new USJ. And we're good with that. That's my favorite quote in this entire thing. What's it mean, a new USGA? What's that mean? He's saying that the prior USGA absolutely sucked. That's right. what he's saying. Well, that's, that's what, what he saying. means. It's what he means. It's what he's. It's what. Yeah, all translate these quotes, that. Translate read in between that. the lines. Right in between the lines. It's obvious. Yeah, it's going to be a new USGA. Yeah, he wants a new man in charge. He wants someone that worked on the LPGA. Someone that took the LPGA from the ashes and you know raised it up from the dead a little bit. And now he's got a new USGA, he's got a new leader, someone that actually makes sense when he talks, someone that talks with you, not at you, someone that will actually do lift, clean, and place when it's muddy out there. Mike Wan, <laughs> great decision. <laughs> someone that will do lift, clean. What you're referring to is when they, they, Mike Davis, the dictator, played at the AT&T Pebble Beach last year, not this year, but the year before, and they, they had lift, clean, and place. And he was the only one in the tournament that didn't play lift, clean, and place. Because he just wanted to, like, I don't know what he wanted Preserve to do. Preserve the game. He wanted to do something. Yeah, he wanted to do something that was, like, uh, you know, well, he just wanted to just be different. I mean, that's what he wants to do, really. I mean, that's that's his his, his whole whole deal. Right, here, here's another great uh, quote from Mike Wan, the new CEO of the USJ. I want the golf world to perceive the USJ as a partner. I mean, that's never been the case before. No, no, not at all. In growing and protecting this game. That's great. And making it more inviting. <laughs> wow, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, I know sometimes we got to make tough decisions. He said, but I don't just want to be the cop of the game. I want to be the person who is in this with you. Wow, this is a totally different approach from the dictator of golf, Mike Davis. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna find out soon. I mean, I you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, but this is a this I think based on all the quotes and the comments and the reaction, I, this this is the best guy they could have got for this job. It seems like. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it seems. It seems like an overwhelming it seems overwhelmingly positive. Now the only the only thing you need to watch out for is the influence that other USGA members have on Mike Wan. I think that's the big question mark. Well, you know what? If those guys start influencing, hopefully he'll send those guys out with Mike Davis to to the same pasture he's going to. Yeah. They can go design miniature golf courses or something. <laughs> mini putt-putts. Yeah, mini they can go design mini putt-putts with Mike Davis. You know. Yeah. I think it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm sending in my membership. I got it. I'm going to I'm going to matter of fact, I'm going on the website. I'm going to sign up. Really? Yeah, I'm going to. Absolutely. I mean, I'm for golf. I'm for I'm for golf. I just it's just you can't their organization stunk. It was so bad. They didn't do anything right. I mean, they'll tell you the things they did right. But, you know, like their stupid rule changes they had last year and revolutionized the rule change. I mean, what did did they change? Didn't even hardly change anything. I just, I, I think this is a real big step in the right direction. We're, we're going to see. We're going to see if it is the new USJ. But when you come out with statements like that, you got to make some bold moves. 
we'll, we'll see we'll see what they're going to be i'm sure we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about based on on uh what what they're saying there. but I, i'm on i'm on board right now i like it i think it's going to be great good for the game anything good for the game i'm good with tim let's go all right here we go usga all right follow us on twitter at hank Haney, at tim parachka email your questions at hank at outlook.com hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so you can get our podcast every day hope everybody enjoyed it uh, we will talk to you tomorrow stay safe stay healthy and have a great day The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.